0: Football social daily with German Doner Kebab now 40 restaurants across the UK. Find out where at GermanDonerKebab.com.
2: Scott McTominay struck the killer blow for Manchester United as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer picked up another win over Pep Guardiola. Manchester City beaten by two goals to nil in the Premier League as Manchester is red for now in the battle for the top four. Everton weren't at the races as Chelsea canted to victory. Jose needs to crack the whip at Spurs as another disappointing display saw his Tottenham side held one apiece by Burnley. And Sheffield United overcame another hurdle in their attempt to qualify for Europe by beating basement boys Norwich. Down the bottom, it's neck and neck. Defeats for Watford, Bournemouth and a point for Brighton means it's anyone's guess as to who goes down this season. This is Football Social Daily, the Premier League review show. Thanks for downloading the podcast. My name's Niall McCorn. Alongside me in the studio, we have Adam Keyworth. Hello, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the most subdued welcome he's ever said on the podcast. And we've got a much more upbeat Jay Motti from Full Time Devils. Hello, Jay. Hi, mate. You okay? I'm, I'm well. Are you all right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you overcompensated for Adam's laughing enthusiasm? Don't worry. Adam's all right. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say to each other in the next 10 minutes or so. We've also got Jack Gorn from the Daily Mail. Hello, mate.
3: The only neutral in this studio. <laughs> the
2: only neutral. Well, technically, I'll claim to be a neutral. I wasn't as neutrally invested in the... Blackpool versus Fleetwood game that you're at as well on Saturday. No, I
3: actually volunteered to do that as well.
2: And did you make? Did you feel that you made the right choice? Uh,
3: no. (laughs) It was. um, Welcome to League One football. (laughs) Horrible.
2: That's what it's like. That's what it's like. Anyway, Premier League is what we're here to talk about, and let's go no further than the big game of the weekend, Sunday's late kickoff, Manchester United versus Manchester City at Old Trafford, the Manchester Derby. And actually, talking about a, a neutral perspective, Jack. The first thing I wanted to say is why is it the last couple of Manchester derbies haven't had the same feeling? Personally, I think, living in the city of Manchester, you get the buzz on, on derby week, things start to build up. Is it because maybe this season Manchester City and Manchester United haven't been competing at a, as high a level as they both would have liked? Because I, for some reason, feel that the derby hasn't really, this weekend, had the same billing as it has done in previous seasons. Maybe that's just a personal
3: thing. Yeah, I would agree with you. That they're, not, they're nowhere near, are they? So it's not got that same intensity and there's not a great deal riding on it I suppose but also they've played each other four times this year yeah there was the I mean the cup games had there was excitement and intrigue to them but the other before the I think before both league games this year they've played midweek mm. beforehand which mm-hmm. means the bill you, sometimes you can get like I remember the first the first derby when Mourinho was United manager yeah and it was like we were told we're gonna have to ramp this up for five days beforehand, mm. and it was a full three week um, with no football, and it was like mad for like five or six days. Yeah, but if both teams have got midweek fixtures, yeah, there's it's not, not enough not quite the yeah. No, you not can't. time to stoke the fire, which is good for us because there was nothing to say. No,
4: I, I don't know. I'm I'll be honest, I disagree a bit with that. To be okay. maybe because I'm in that United bubble, yeah. but yeah. I mean, last season going into this game, and I'll be honest, I knew United fans wanted us to lose because it meant the Scousers were gonna win the league. This season it's different. They're gonna win the league anyway. It, you know, there's, there's pride, there's, there's getting that record. We've not winning Old Trafford for ages against them in the league. There's doing a the double over them in the league. No, it's as well. the top four that you're yeah. After. And and the icing on the cake is the top four. So I I think that this has been sort of as passionate a derby weekend as we've had for for a while.
1: I think I read some some really really I'm gonna call it guff this week about oh Liverpool and our city's biggest rivals, which is total nonsense. This this game and Jay's right. It hasn't been as big nationally, internationally, because City can't win the league. The best thing that happened this this weekend for United was that they're in the race for the top four and they're three points behind Chelsea. City losing isn't, it's it's almost annoyingly and depressingly, it's not that big for City, which is is really annoying. But it's still the biggest two games of the season for us, unless it's a a title winning game, unless we're playing Liverpool and there's everything on the line. You still gotta come and face your mates the next day. It's still it's still that game, but it does feel that the outcome of the game isn't as big. You're never gonna get
4: twenty twelve again. No. <laughs> You're no never yet. gonna get a title deciding game, second to last of the game yeah, of the season yeah. or whatever it was, when it was Mancini going against Fergie and and I get where you're coming from, the whole Guardiola-Mourinho thing added an international element to it where almost world football was yeah. watching it because it was these two contrasting styles both taking over at the same time at clubs who were at the time at a similar level yeah. and it was like you know you had that sort of space as well where there wasn't a lot going on where you could really ramp it up and I was at some of those press conferences where people were trying to sort of encourage that yeah, needle between yeah, yeah. them and neither of them were biting, really. Maybe Mourinho and, and Pep were sort of both very respectful towards one another and they have been, more or less, since since they've been in England. So I get where you're coming from in terms of that, but I think compare this to last season. Last season was the most sort of damp squib ever. Yeah, it was I didn't dead. even go. I'll be honest with you, I couldn't, I couldn't, go, I couldn't go and sit there and be chuffed. <laughs> <It> <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't have my missus on The, the one like, thing that
1: going. I've seen... On Twitter, and because it's on Twitter, it must be true. Is <laughs> some some City fans are, and I kind of get it, a little bit wound up by the sure team not. selection, Pep Guardiola's
2: team choice. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, they're the, always a cause for question marks, aren't but, they? But, but this, for today in particular, what was it about that selection that kind of annoyed or wound up the City? Fans? There's two sides to this. Before
1: anyone starts starts digging, so no, you're not saying
4: Pep don't know what he's doing and he's sure This is what I'm getting. Fair to. enough. I agree. No,
1: nobody's questioning Pep. What the question is. Well, he did he? Did he? Team, Adam. <laughs> did he almost yes, yes. phone in this team? This somebody quite rightly said before. You can count on one hand the amount of times that Pep has picked a team that before the game you think I'm not sure that there's enough there to win the game. Today was one Liverpool in the Champions League a couple of years ago at their place was the other way. You kind of think I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that that's right against Real Madrid the other week. It was dead weird, and me and Jack talked about this the other week on the podcast. It was dead weird. But it kind of made sense. Well, I remember you know, this reaction a
2: couple of months ago when Pep played. Was it five at the back, and, and everyone went, "Well, we're going to lose." And but they, it, no, but it went. City played United off the park. They, for the first this was time. very
1: different. That you're like, "Where's Walker?" Which was a big one. Why is Cancelo playing? Why is Zinchenko playing? Where, mm-hmm. as we know, he's he did very well last season, but he's definitely not a left back, and you don't want to see him up against Fernandez and Daniel James, who were just ganging up on him at one point. Mm. Then you you kind of look at Mares as being. One of City's best outlets this season. Jesus had a great run. Sterling's not been at the races and it's he's never scored at Old Trafford and You before, can't
3: not you can't not pick Sterling though, can you?
1: N- you can't, but before the game didn't he say something about it was on his mind, his record or it, yeah, just, it all score, just yeah. felt a little bit weird and a bit like Pep just thought maybe this, this game isn't that big which for some City fans will really wind them up, especially when you've got Arsenal midweek at home, which on paper you'd you'd think is almost a a better game for City than United away. It, the whole game felt a little bit weird. City felt off the pace. We just didn't, didn't look up to scratch, and there was just something missing. And I couldn't say what it is. I don't know if it was De Bruyne, was, Laporte. I, mm. There was no creativity. It was the midfield.
3: They were yeah, way too passive. Yeah. Um, no one taking responsibility. Uh, in the final third, not enough runners in front of them.
2: It was a bit cumbersome in there, wasn't it?
3: it was yeah, a bit slow. I mean, me and Adam were saying before was, that that is the problem you have when. Rodri and Gundogan play together. Okay, it's like it's almost like after you, yeah. Who wants you, to you pass it. it forward? And then Rodri. I mean, I've not. I've not seen Rodri play more than five forward passes all season. Mm. Um, and when you've got that much of the ball, you need someone to kind of break the lines, and he's not really the the guy to do that.
1: The mm. the Mendy change today was really really positive for City. Mendy came on. We looked a little bit more comfortable off the ball, and then on the ball we had a bit more. He he brought Foden into the middle where he had a bit more of the ball. He was struggling out on on the right. Sterling went through the middle. Jesus was offering a bit more, but I think it was all a bit too little, too late. I think United were a little bit more I think they were a little bit smarter mm. on and off the ball. They they knew exactly what City were gonna do. Keep the ball, try and make those passes in behind, could make 'em. Maguire was good, Wan bissaka was good. Um and again we got picked off just like we did the Etihad, so.
3: It's important to say that United play really, really well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all this sort of Pep I'll, got I'll it wrong yeah, and, yeah.
4: and all this sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I agree, kind of. I was a little bit surprised at that team, but, but, but I think Ollie got it right and it wasn't a perfect Manchester United performance. By any stretch of the imagination, we rolled our luck at times. I'm not denying that, but it wasn't like backs to the wall constantly, David De Gea making save after save. Hmm. You know, we got a relatively early goal and we we're, were in the lead for the majority of the game. I think it was patient think, as well. Yeah, it was patient. And in midfield, I thought Matic's had his best game for a while. I thought he looked very Him and Fred, good. very, very effective together, working well together. And Bruno, we know what he's doing. He carries on doing what he's been doing. Do you know what I like about Fernandes is people are calling him Bruno already.
2: It's like Zlatan, <laughs> yeah. calling him by his first yeah, name. Honestly, it's he's, just, he's, 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 he's got that
4: about him. He's the first signing since Zlatan. And even over Pogba, who's come into United, like I belong here, shouting at players but telling either, them how it is even, give, gra- grabbing hold of the ball making things happen he's got that swagger that we've missed at Old Trafford we've nobody had calls too many signings who just come in here and got into the shells and he's not one of them nobody calls Pogba Paul, though do they I mean Bruno's <laughs> Bruno's got this doesn't sound the same he's got this
2: sort of thing about him where you can kind of it, if people feel that, uh, familiar it's with not, him not a surprise though is it well, not. not when you see the quality of the first goal of Manchester United. And although I had a couple of jokes with some mates in a WhatsApp group about Martial's shin-rolling the ball past Edison, didn't make the clean contact. But The free the kick best was... goals
4: at Old Trafford if I had a shin, I'll have <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Hey. I <laughs> you at least you said hey. it's it. hey. not hey. the There's nothing of... wrong. There's a certain
1: skill it takes to score with your shin.
2: The sound of leather on shin pad will never I'm, be beaten. I'm
1: not sure I'm giving quality of goal over... Absolute disgusting save from Well, Edison. we'll
2: talk about Edison's mistake, but the vision was <laughs> there from Fernandes, and that's the sort of spark and flair that perhaps Manchester United have been missing. Those moments that sometimes when you are not struggling to break a team down, but you just need a flash
4: of brilliance, and he provided that. Yeah, I mean, we've missed Paul Pogba. People, you know, almost forget that he's a highly effective footballer on his day and we've not not had him we've not had anyone in midfield who's creative let's not forget that Andres Pereira has played over 20 games for Manchester United this season Jesse Lingard's played a similar number between the two of them I think they've got what one league Premier League goal and one assist or mm. something stupid all season mm. you cannot have a top four title uh, title, challenge, top four challenge with those numbers with that that sort of performance as your number 10 or your attacking midfielder it's got to be better than that and Fred and Matic and McTominay, I love him. They've, they've done really well but they're not Attacking midfielders, not creators, and Bruno's come in and he's just filled that Pogba-shaped hole mm. and he's he's built on it. To be honest with you, yeah. he's probably playing better. I'm not saying he's a better player because that's ridiculous, but he's he's been more consistent over those three games than Pogba's been. I can't remember mm. Pogba having back-to-back games like that. He does. For a he long does the,
1: the running and the passion. Yeah, he does.
4: And um, you know, cheesy. You H- Keezy, you, were, you mentioned passion. You were talking about him arguing with Pepper. Yeah. Uh, there's a gift he did going trust on, or, I mean and little things like that, though, because yeah. for t- far too often United we've been a bit nicey nicey. We, we had this sort of team a few years ago. We had Zlatan, you had and you had Herrera, and it was all a bit, you know, sort of.
1: There was a bit of needle. Yeah, a bit today, of needle yeah. there,
4: which you wanted and Rooney. No, you got... and then, then, Daniel James
2: is a nice lad. He's yeah, a then dog. you have that sort of pat on the head. Oh, <laughs> never got, mind. He's got a dog. Yeah, never when mind. is One matters lovely, yeah, he
4: does a yeah, lot yeah, for charity. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want that, especially in a in a, <laughs> in a derby. You clip that up. You yeah. don't want that. You don't want that charity nonsense, one. Forget about them starving kids and get your business sorted, at old traffic. Do no, you know what I mean, though? Especially in a derby, because I said to Keezy before the show. One thing that I begrudgingly admire about City, I don't like it, but I admire it, is they do the dark arts and they're doing well. They know when to take a foul, Mm. when to get a booking, when to, you know, make a bit more of an injury. And that is something that United have been missing. And sometimes you need a little bit of that, a bit of game management, you know that the famous one where you were two one up at Old Trafford and you wasted the last ten minutes in the corner. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, we know, couldn't we, do that now. No, well, no. We'd agreed. end up conceding in, but f- from the corner <laughs> flag. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think I think that's the difference. We're only yeah. two years on from that <laughs> unbelievable moment where we we kept ball in the corner for a whole eight minutes. We couldn't do that now. We don't have. It's almost the coolness to do it. We we had an arrogance, I think, that season that we've lacked this season, and. We we said before the game. So I said I think City were missing De Bruyne. I think Jack quite rightly said I don't know if he'd have done anything. It's Laporte that you miss in those games. Yeah. I it's, think I've
4: said to you, Fernandinho in defence is such a miss for me. Yeah, for you in midfield, I mean you know better. We kind of need
1: to. We kind of. I know to. I get We've that. Got,
4: I just think it's just madness. It's
1: we had Zinchenko playing next to Otamendi today, and Otamendi wasn't great, but Zinchenko was. Uh, I, I almost feel sorry for him. He's an attacking midfielder playing left back. As a utility, no, he's balling. been playing, he's been playing left back for. I'm sorry, I,
3: I think but, that
2: excuse is washed
1: long ago. I don't think you can use that anymore. Well, okay, in that case, he was absolutely appalling. Yeah, he was today.
3: terrible today. His performances have dropped off since he got his new he, big new contract. Yeah,
1: yeah, he got he got everything that was great. He he's got the, Shane he got the long new of house. City. He got the new house, the new wife, the new contract. <laughs> think, Genuinely, think, and since then, it's like genuine, genuine question here. Just a quick one. Mad? Do you think there was a bit of
4: I'm proving a point here by picking Foden to start? No. Do not think that no, because he, he he's played, a man. He was, uh, you know, he, he was one of the best. I don't know. I know, he but I, I always think of Foden as the five-minute cameo. Yeah, I don't no, think he, of him starting a. He played Premier incredibly
1: league. well against Villa,
4: right, and okay. I think uh, it's genuine. I'm not trying to. I think job, it I would know. have
1: been it would have looked out of place if he hadn't played in... He didn't play against Sheffield Wednesday. He, he played himself in the Carabao Cup final into a game. Ah, right, yeah, okay. So enough. he yeah, was that. Off. good I mean, I'm not,
4: I don't think that was the issue today, by the way. I'm not no, saying that. He you, wasn't, you can
2: it talk about the lack of De Bruyne. You can talk about how bad Zinchenko was. Is that the worst performance of Edison you've ever seen, Jack? Uh,
3: yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. That was just up there with Claudio
1: Bravo at Old Trafford,
4: that, yeah. wasn't it?
3: There was that one where he, the ball rolled under his feet and I thought... Wow, am, where am he, I actually watching Claudio Bravo? He right? almost
1: killed Martial. Yeah, oh yeah. me, he slid wiped to out. Yeah. Have you seen that? He slid I into, was there. Behind so the goal. No, but he, hit, he hit both posts with his knees. Oh. He kept his
2: legs straight. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that, why.
4: That's another thing. I sort of sympathise a little bit with all his game management because Martial. Yes, he was still running. He was still. He, he was broken. obviously. He was like that. Obviously, <laughs> had an effect on him and his ability to be our lone striker. So I think that was one of the reasons that, that um Ollie made the changes he did because at the time I was thinking these yeah. changes are just inviting pressure, this is gonna be a disaster. So that's what I know. But it was <laughs> a, it was an Edison mistake though which caused
2: that to happen.
3: Which yeah, one? he's not he's not had a he's not had a great season really. No. He's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. He's dropped off massively from, from last season. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it before, it's it's not even the shot stopping, it's the distribution. Yeah. Which usually or over the last two years he's been able to find a City player anywhere on the pitch, straight to his feet, Um, and it was noticeable at Old Trafford that his distribution was poor, and it was the same at Real Madrid, because the way they played at Real Madrid relied on Edison picking people out and stretching the game, and he was just way off it, which has been a a massive surprise. Is
2: it it anything to do with the fact that I don't you know. know what a cut it is. a few miles at the the M sixty two. There's another Brazilian between the sticks. No, he's probably but... taken his place in the national team. No, Edison's never oh, been number
1: one. On. He's never been G- number G- one G- for G- Brazil. G- he's always number two he's to Allison.
2: He's always had a chance though. Well, that that gap has grown now. Do you
4: think part of the problem is that City just aren't at the level as a team that yeah. they were last season? And he's also not. So got, I, I mean, I don't know. You don't know more about Edison. I've only seen him in a few games and I've not been that impressed. To be honest, I wonder if he's got the
1: confidence with the players in front of him. That he had last year. It's a very similar team, but you can't pick out but, a sign. But that
4: doesn't excuse letting the ball slip under you. No, I don't it see absolutely how doesn't.
1: It no, I, well, I'm I'm not a goalkeeping coach, so I have no idea why the. Do ball you think got there's a leadership
4: issue in this team? Yes, because it did strike me today. There was, today of, there, was. there was a lot of moaning to the ref and all that, but they didn't seem. Whereas you'd have Vincent Company in the yeah. past, just absolutely dominating the defense. today there was. De Bruyne, De Bruyne is
3: the new company, and he does it
4: very well. I was sort of felt a little bit like school kids, you know. Arguing Today the there, ref, wasn't, a evident, there wasn't a point. There wasn't a point where, yeah. even at that, I mean?
1: when so when you got that free kick, that we'll get to that. It wasn't a free kick, but he had been given. Fine, nobody, nobody going in, and like you'd have with Company or De Bruyne, you straight into the ref. Yeah. Not being not being aggressive or anything, but you're in his ear saying, "Look, mm. that's that's not on." It was all a bit, like you say, a bit nice a little, little bit playground. Yeah, oh. it didn't say, it, it didn't bit,
4: feel like. The City of old, where they have that, they have those sort of leaders, yeah, old, those that... people that do get in the ref here, because it winds you up as a fan. Yeah. As a United horrible? fan, you're going yeah. berserk.
3: Look at him, yeah. uh. And I didn't feel that like today. It was more like, you
4: know, just Rap Mike Dean swatting away
3: flies. Well, that sort of like leadership thing, like many of the, of the issues that City have faced this year, dates back to the summer, where Pep allowed the players to pick the captain. Yeah, David Silver's the captain. <laughs> Not on the pitch. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a, he's a leader at all, but if your club captain is not on the pitch. Like Fernandinho has probably
1: played 95% of games, hasn't he? As and he seems the closest always. you've got to a leader.
3: Yeah, well, from be, a neutral because he plays all the games, he's got the yeah.
1: experience and he's, not, he's certainly not quiet. He's not that guy though who's who's going to be chippy. Mm. No. That is your De Bruyne who no. Is a bit orange.
3: I mean, they should have just given it to De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah I definitely. think I think
1: they will next year. Yeah.
2: But I mean, you saw the Pelters that Unai Emery got when yeah they had to decide sure, at yeah. Arsenal who was the the new captain. I mean, obviously the same criticism wasn't levelled at Pep. Anyway, they pick about twelve though. Yeah, they didn't, did. they didn't pick a, pick a lot was, like, vice vice uh, vice captain. But you talk about Everson's distribution. It was his throw out which landed at the feet of McTominay. It was just it was very bizarre, and uh, it was a good finish to be to be fair from McTominay running onto it. Wet surface needed to make a good contact. It was pretty much an open goal, but he found the net and that's what he needed to do.
3: Yeah, I kind of excuse Edison for that. I know really? the guys will probably disagree, but it's like the 96th minute. I don't excuse him. I praise him for it. It's <laughs> absolutely superb it's Piece like of He's trying good. to get well the ball feel Yeah, I mean, he's just trying to go quickly.
4: Um, it was, was it literally, it was the 96th minute as well. It was the last right? kick
2: yeah, of the game. It was, yeah, yeah, it's not. United would have won anyway, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah it was that, I mean, it's a super finish.
4: Yeah,
1: that oh, was a great literally goal, yeah. last kick of the game. So, I don't
4: think that's, I think you can go back to the earlier.
1: Does anybody know why Jesus got booked? Does, end.
4: does anyone know why Fred got booked? Jesus
1: got booked for diving. Well, I thought cause cause where I United.
4: was sat, I thought that was. I thought he must have dived because I couldn't see it properly, and he didn't kick off when he got a yellow. It's a penalty. Let's um, yeah, let's yeah. let's
1: skip through this very
4: quickly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's just
2: say depend, depending on Manchester City's next two results, which is what? Arsenal at home on Wednesday and Burnley at home on Saturday, and of course the outcome of Leicester versus Aston Villa, Liverpool could win the Premier League without <laughs> kicking another ball this season. God.
1: Do you know what? It doesn't matter anymore.
4: It doesn't, because won't you have to give them a guard of honour if they do that? Yeah, but
1: who cares? (laughs) They're not rivals. (laughs) They're not rivals. City City um, would probably
3: refuse to do that.
1: Yeah, we'd refuse. You can't. Genuinely. (laughs) You can't do that. Genuinely, at this point, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. If you
4: do give them a guard of honour, you'd have to do what Chelsea did. Well, we did it to each other. Look the other way. No, you just play your reserves. Yeah. Do you not remember Dong Zoo Yeah. Getting clapped on by John <laughs> we did that,
1: Jay, Jay, we did that today and it didn't end up very well. As, as, um... for, as for
2: Manchester United, they're now 10 unbeaten, eight of those clean sheets. It's the third time Solskjaer has beaten Guardiola this season. Good news for Manchester United's top four hopes. They had to play catch-up to Chelsea because Chelsea earlier in the day had already smashed Everton by four goals to nil. I said Everton went at the races, but, you know, is, is that, a little bit harsh on Chelsea, who turned in a good performance after what's been a disappointing but, week or two, aside from the FA Cup.
1: I think In the Champions a, League, they were poor. I think that's a little bit kind to Everton, saying they weren't at the races. They got <laughs> no, they they got dispatched <laughs> very, very nice. by Chelsea. We're we quite the game today. I saw bits of it, and they were missing their first-choice midfield. Billy like, Gilmore steps in, this little Scottish kid that, by all accounts, Maguire was calling wee boy recently. I, I, saw, that's that's that to to I saw that today. Um, he turns up, puts in another man-of-the-match performance, Mount gets a goal and assist, Barkley gets in two assists, and they're absolutely fine. So Everton, as we've said on the podcast before, it's great to watch them if you're not a fan, because they turned up to that game today thinking, we might beat Chelsea, or we might lose 4-0. And they lost 4-0. It's, they're a very weird team. They had a couple of chances at the end, could have got a couple of goals, but Chelsea were all over them today. And they had Willian Pedro and Giroud all scored. Yeah, and they're three players who Chelsea fans at some point in the season have gone, nah, not good enough. So thirty
2: or over, it's it's a they
1: a weird it's team. Chelsea, team of kids, though, aren't they? Yeah, team yeah. Of kids yeah. Or thirty or or over. Yeah, it's because they play three midfielders or a twelve, so it just brings I the th- average age down.
4: I think. Whilst you can say um, Chelsea are a weird team, I think Everton a even weirder. <laughs> I think not even weird. I just don't. I don't know. I think Ancelotti really has got his work out there. They've not really had a bounce from him, have they? Like the. They, were, oh, they no, were in the relegations. No, but come on, they had what they had wins under Ferguson, didn't they? They already had a win under Ferguson. It, they didn't beat Chelsea under Ferguson. Drew at Old Trafford, and then yeah. drew they, like he sort of weathered the storm a little bit or steadied the ship sorry a little bit. Ancelotti came in. Okay, he's done okay. I don't think he's sort of been Carlo Ancelotti where you're like, wow, Everton have sort of. T- completely rejuvenated they're all right he's got, he's got so a he's, very he's
2: got Calvert-Lewin playing well hasn't yeah. he? But, he was but, already,
4: again, but he was already scoring one and then it's like oh he scores under Ancelotti and Ancelotti says oh he's, he's England class he's, and everyone's like oh he's no he's a got a very
1: very weird weirdly grouped What's... bunch of players I think there They've only five teams have conceded more goals to them in the Premier season which as you said you think of Ancelotti you think stable steady is that right yeah, I'm got, sure
2: Jordan Pickford's conceded they, more goals than any other keeper this season. They got four, the they've league. conceded
1: 46, Southampton 52, West Ham 50, Bournemouth 46. I think he's probably conceded the most yeah, on his yeah. own. He's conceded all 46. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. But they're not good defensively. We It seems like every time we're on the podcast, we talk about that midfield, which is, it's poor.
3: Mm. It's really, really poor. It's weird is, though, isn't mm. it? Because the names are great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Gomez. Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson. Del Schneider,
1: <laughs> favorite. Well, I don't think he's getting. Well,
2: Jean Jean Philippe Gabamin was their big signing in the summer to come in and sort of Got do broken. a job in midfield, and he's been out
1: since do the you second know game. They sold their their most efficient midfielder in Idrissa Gay. Yeah, he, but to, they sold him to, to PSG. PSG. Yeah, but they, that was the player who almost glued that midfield together because <laughs> it's, so, it's so it's so scattered. Was, there,
4: was, there was basic errors as well today as well. It was like I saw a little bit of a game and. Ancelotti and the standards that he sets and the players that he's worked with and what he must aspire. So he's not gone to Everton. I don't, I don't buy into this idea that he's just gone over for a holiday. He'll want to achieve <laughs> something here. He'll have his points approved. Oh, of course, Especially, yeah. you know, the way he left Chelsea when last time he was in England. And he must look at some of the sort of, just the basic mistakes that his players are making and just think, it's not good enough. But it's
3: such an attractive prospect for any manager, isn't it? Yeah, Because you look at Everton who kind of hover between 7th and 10th most seasons mm. you've got, got a massive to... club gonna move into a new stadium a decent money amount there. of money behind mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and then they get there and they look at the squad and go oh flipping out!" like i need <laughs> another five or six players here yeah, and it's yeah. just rinse and repeat isn't it it's
4: yeah just... it's it's like you say you know you mention these names and there's it's sort of like misfit 11 at times and it likes a schneiderlin who was terrible at manchester United. and a lot of 50... like some walcott who you know yeah. has been the best prospect for the last 25 years yeah, a lot just, of fifty-fifty performances yeah, as well. It's just So like,
2: Gibril Gibril Sidibe, a few weeks ago, everyone was saying, "Oh, sign him up permanently." Of course, he's on loan, I think, from Monaco. And today, his pass accuracy percentage was something like forty odd percent. Even like Holgate, is stinking. exactly
4: is that that's stinking? Even Holgate don't think it at a particular game, and he's someone no, he who poor. he's been like you know touted as a yeah. a, a great young player. Tom, Tom
1: Davis isn't good enough for that team. But, but let, let's not that's take the hill. Up. I'm like everyone. Mate, will die well, on. I'm not, not going to argue you with know, on that one. He's, I, think, you know. I, I don't even get what. Position he plays in every he time should, I he see should be,
3: him, he should be a six, hmm. definitely. Should yeah,
1: be a but six. he plays in an eight, doesn't he? Sometimes yeah. and then that that whole midfield—Gomez, Davis, and Sigurdsson—is so unbalanced. And Sigurdsson's I, having a particularly poor campaign. But I don't know what uh, at this point Ancelotti can do to He's change, riding that. it out to the end. I mean, of the you season. Love, yeah, it's not you know. They're going to need a hell of a transfer win. Just, yeah, so. just
4: looking at the bench that the bench to choose from. Yeah, you had Moise Keane. And Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin like have that. done
1: very, very well. They were 4-0
2: down after 55 minutes, <laughs> which is unlike Ancelotti, as you say. Yeah. But we've got to give some credit to the, the quality of the Chelsea goals. Yeah. As poor as Everton have been, it was a good half-turn and volley sort of with his back-to-goal from Mason Mount. Good finish into the corner. A good finish from Willian. Um, the other two goals you could probably say were poor from <laughs> Everton's part, but... I mean, the, you know, Chelsea,
4: for their part, did, did play well. It wasn't like, you know, Everton were terrible and rolled over. Chelsea did have to put the performance in. No, and, you know, as I was saying about Man City, but you've got to give the, the winning team credit. Um, and it's got to be awful from an Everton point of view to see Ross Barkley wow. <laughs> playing like that. Made him look like a will <laughs> be. But, 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 but Ross Barkley is the most frustrating player <laughs> no. in the Premier League. And he's literally having like, his best game probably in about five years. But he, he must have taken his... four
2: or five shots. You could just tell he was desperate yeah. to score.
4: And it's desperate. It's, I think the thing with Ross Park, we all know, naturally talented. It's just his question. Decision-making. Yeah, question marks yeah. about his decision-making, to put it politely. Um, so from an Everton point of view, you must be thinking this is just... It couldn't be any worse than seeing someone who they've all fell out with um, playing playing in a team like that and playing so well and and, and the Chelsea team doing so well. Because looking at that 11 that Chelsea put out, you think, it's not that good. You know, you've got a chance. But like you said, it was all over after half an hour.
3: Yeah. I don't know how many... Um... Don't know how many games Gilmore's played for Chelsea now? But they're...
4: that was his that was his full
2: Premier League debut today. So his first start in the Premier League. But I think it's six or seven appearances in total. But
3: Barca Barca and Real Madrid are already watching him. Really, not messing yeah. about, are they? It's scary, really. No,
4: he's, he's he. I he mean, there's a chance there, though, isn't it? He's only a young lad that Chelsea can keep him. You know, slightly. yeah, we well I he think can he... convince him he's going to get games. I don't see why he'd have to go to no,
3: a, a, a club like that so soon in his career. But he's yeah, I mean, he's at, I think his contracts. 2023 and he only signed it like six months ago yeah, so, so they, like Chelsea hold all the cards but if you know if Barca and Real do come in with serious money for him then they might have a problem on their hands yeah
2: a couple he, of debuts as well for two players off the bench for Chelsea uh, Faustino Angerine who's a, a young English midfielder and Armando Broja who is an Albanian striker who's been banging them in for the under 23s for Chelsea this season in Premier League too
1: football manager regions he, he's got free reign to do it this season and we've said every week he gets too much leeway, Lampard, when he loses and there's too much credit on him when he wins. He, he's got total free reign on bringing these players in this season. Are they
2: coming on if they're not 4-0 up, though? I think you're probably no. more likely to see Betiuai and Tamori and yeah. Rhys James and Christensen well,
3: coming on. Yeah, but that's great. He's in a position that he's able to do that. Sure. And as yeah. We said this about Mourinho the other week, didn't we, in like... Paris. Racking up the numbers of giving people debuts. 400 <laughs> debuts. <laughs>
4: He's come on under Jose. Probably
2: not. <laughs> Jose just does it because he can go into a press conference. You know, with his piece you know, of paper yeah, and go, yeah. Exactly, yeah. He'd have yeah.
1: brought they, him on, made him take a penalty and then never played him again. Yeah, and then <laughs> criticised him after the game. Well, Billy Gilmore, so there's, there's a real nice karma to this and full circular thing with Gilmore. He was one of the players referenced by FIFA when they gave the transfer ban. Gilmore's transfer to Rangers. Gilmore's now come through and he's now that shining light in midfield yep. and he if he becomes the reason they get Champions League football after being one of the reasons they got the the transfer ban it would almost be like a. I love that a lovely uh, rounded it's, way of finishing. the It's season. come
2: full circle. Get banned for two transfer windows and beat Everton four nil. That's the that's the that's the kind of reward for Savage. being banned for two. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's your reward, guys. Because I still think this top four race is far from over. Manchester United needed to win against City today to maintain that three-point gap between the two teams. Chelsea did what they needed to do as well, so the top four race certainly hotting up. Tottenham Hotspur, well, are they out of it already, the top four race? We'll talk about them after the break here on Football Social Daily.
0: Football Social Daily with GDK. Taste the difference with our quality ingredients and lean, succulent beef. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode.
2: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Niall. I've got Adam, Jay and Jack alongside me in the studio. We've discussed the Manchester derby. We've discussed Chelsea's rout of Everton. Now let's talk about the other games that took place across the Premier League weekend. Starting at Anfield, Liverpool 2, Bournemouth 1. Now on paper, you just look at this and think, oh, it's another Liverpool win. But if you actually watch the game, listen to it, whatever, Bournemouth had plenty of chances And Liverpool, again, maybe showing a few signs of frailty, but it was mistakes from Bournemouth in the end which cost them the three points. And those are valuable three points because as that relegation fight heats up, Jay... Uh, are they going to look back, perhaps, Bournemouth, and think, wow, we really shouldn't have let that slip against Liverpool? Yeah,
4: um, I was bored at home yesterday <laughs> looking after the kids and so decided to watch this game. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, and it was just frustrating as someone who doesn't really like Liverpool Football Club just to see him yet again, getting a win. And it's it's kind of what happened in the 90s and early 90s with United. Teams almost giving up against us. And I see that a little bit of that with Bournemouth. Silly mistakes. And almost being—I don't think Eddie Howe was over the moon with it, but almost that idea of oh, it's all you know—we've done okay, it's plucky, result, you know, plucky effort.
2: No points, yeah, is no points. Then, yeah, exactly.
4: You got to be better than that. And they could have, they should have got some out of the game. Yeah. And I know this will sound bitter, but I thought, well, I thought Mane should have got put for a dive. I thought that there was um, as well. I don't know what was going on. It might have been. I think it looked like he was offside, but Callum Wilson did what for me was the
3: worst miss I think I've ever seen. He yeah, can't legislate for someone standing on the ball. <laughs> that was just
4: shocking, honestly. And it's that thing of teams just falling apart because they're so oh, this is Liverpool and, yeah. you know, We're Liverpool is so good. And, so yeah. Bournemouth
2: scored first, didn't they? Oh. And it was kind of the panic of them being in front. And then obviously we saw an injury to Steve Cook, which could in turn be huge for the yeah, rest of no, the season. Yeah, yeah, he's a big right, player for them. Point. And then Jack Simpson comes on and makes his Premier League debut. And I don't want to say baptism of fire, but a mm, couple of yeah. errors, one catastrophic, which yeah. allowed Liverpool to score and allowed Mo Salah to, to bring Liverpool level. And then there's the Wilson miss again, which is almost, you can't account for these sorts of things. Eddie Howe, I mean, what, what can Eddie Howe do in that situation? The ball's in front of the striker and he stands on it, as Jack says. So it was, many different it was aspects. It's unreal. To that.
4: And, like, you're just looking at thinking, how are these not rooted to the bottom of the table? How are they still in with the shout of surviving? But, I mean, if you want to look at the positives, you took the lead at Anfield. <laughs> until the club You know I know But I know, this, I wouldn't. this is
1: what we need To get rid of You know I How mean, is that a positive we, You we lost to, the game yeah, I, need,
4: No we, I, I wouldn't I'm just saying If you did I want know, to try this, And look at I saw care. some
1: Bournemouth fans Saying oh yeah we, we lost but We put up a good fight That's the thing that's, It doesn't that's, that's matter the, That's that, why, that why you'll, you'll go down
4: And it, I think as well You know Eddie Howe's got to Take some responsibility Because he's the man That's made some of these Decisions like spending 20 million quid on Dominic Solanke Who just looks Has he scored yet Absolutely He does not look like A Premier League standard Striker to me By any stretch of the Imagination
1: the, yeah, the the other thing as well is the only positive we can take is Steve McManaman nearly crying live on BT Sport commentary because of the supposed push on Joe Gomez from Callum Wilson. But if that's a, if that's a push, we may as well all give up and go home. It was it was, <laughs> the whole thing was weird. He he bodies him off the ball, wins the ball, scores, and like all the Liverpool team are waiting for the. Like just waiting for the foul to be given. Um, so that's not how it works.
2: Dominic Solanke, 54 oh. Premier League appearances.
1: Yeah. One goal. How much did they pay for him? 20 million quid. Why? He's mad at it.
4: That's, that, I mean, I know you say, you can go, well, twenty million is not what it used to be. It's still a lot of money to a club like Bournemouth. And you wouldn't
2: uh, You wouldn't pay that for a striker who scored one goal
4: in, in, <laughs> in 21
2: appearances at Liverpool. No, he's he's no, made, he played 33 Premier League appearances for Bournemouth and not scored. <laughs>
4: and he's, he's no Oddy and Nogalo, is he? We, Let's put it
1: we've said before, though, every player born signs £20 million. Yeah, it's
4: yeah like, that's yeah, like everyone says, he's, a lot of them like are got, from Liverpool as well. It's yeah. like they've got a pre-printed yeah. checkbook of £15 yeah. million or £20 And million. these are these are the sort of things that, you know, can be their undoing because yeah. that's, like you say, that's obviously a big investment for them and it's not worked out at all
1: and you can't rely on him in any way, shape or... They're, they're in horrific shape if they go down.
3: Yeah. But this is a problem with smaller clubs who stay in a division and try to progress themselves <laughs> and they've got the wrong people making the decisions on recruitment, and then you're kind of saddled with players that probably aren't good enough. And if you do go down, they're on massive wages, yeah. And you not able to get rid of them? But like you look at, look at the way they've played over the last three weeks. They've been really good. Mm. I was saying the other week when we were on that they were they were great at Burnley, lost three <laughs> 0 and then they, they were obviously good last week at Chelsea and got a draw. Mm. And then they were they were decent at Anfield, took the lead, and they've only got one point from those three games and they're in the bottom 3 and it's like that can go either way can't it it's either they use that now to go on a run and get some results or they look at the last three games and go we've only got one point we've played really well we're doomed
2: it's hard to pick a a team to go down out of the those battling It changes on every time we're on this it's, it's impossible
4: to me. I mean me personally <laughs> it seems to change my mind about the third one i think well, even two of them, to be honest with you, because I don't think Villa I are I mean, out. Villa
2: have got two games in hand. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much to discuss, and I'm sure we'll talk about all of the teams. Um, but Liverpool take another step closer to the Premier League title. What's that now? 25 points the gap Yeah, City, and City, Liverpool. City play
1: on Wednesday, but as we said before, if City lose both games and they win, it's game over. But, Absolutely. Disgraceful. Um, Disgraceful this, title defence should uh, be ashamed of yourself. At this rate, they'll win it at right. Goodison. Okay, let's talk... <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Because if it would have been at City... Well, the game before is at goodison
3: oh you're joking aren't you
1: so surely Mate. that's how it works what's what,
3: the, what do we you know the <laughs> earliest date yeah um, it's
1: before the clocks go back now
3: Well, the, no, earliest, no, date sorry, is the Sunday. earliest date in history
1: oh yeah the the miles ahead of it's is april isn't it the earliest yeah, i think been... It was April, I'm sure of it. The earliest ever title You just know
2: it's going to be Everton's
4: first Merseyside derby win for a (laughs) (laughs) decade.
1: And then they'll win it at the Etihad. You know that
4: Everton fans just ain't going to turn up to that game. It's going to be like... Of course they will. They They said this last year and they all turned up. Not if they... Not I don't know. I just... I can't... I don't know. That would be the best
1: boycott ever.
4: I genuinely... I've just seen some crackers things on social media that won't go into. <laughs> 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 you can say that about anything you see on social media. Yeah. Can fans planning all sorts of crackers. nonsense. Um,
2: yeah. Anyway, talking of the top four race, as we were mentioning earlier on, Tottenham Hotspur held to a 1-1 draw at Turf Moor against Burnley. It was Burnley who pretty much dominated the opening exchanges and then it was a penalty from Delhi Alli, his 50th Premier League goal, getting Spurs back into it. Jose Mourinho, though, a lot of fans are starting to think about what he might be up to in terms of his managerial skills. A lot of tweets we see saying, Jose's passed it, his time's gone, football's moved on, the game's changed. Is that knee-jerk from Tottenham fans? Is it justified? They've had injuries? I mean, what's the kind of general consensus well, here? It seems,
3: it seems to me, reading some of the stuff on Twitter, that it's exactly the same as it was at United. You're yeah. either, he's hopeless and finished, or give him a chance. he's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the kind of... He's built, or he's building, like a siege mentality, etc., etc. <laughs> I mean, stick up for him slightly. He's, he's lost two massive players, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. and Sonic they've not game. got that much depth.
1: The no. the warning signs were there though about Mourinho. We've just seen what he did at United. The, the, th- yeah. You know, you know how you know how it's going to go downhill. but You, you usually, just don't know how quick. you now. Usually, get
4: at least. We had it at United. We two, had seasons. two seasons, yeah. and everyone gets. Chelsea had two seasons when he went back there. Um, Real Madrid had, I think, three seasons. Yeah. Two seasons, sorry and you usually get within those two seasons a trophy, usually a title, not United, obviously, but we got a couple of trophies out of him, finished second, albeit distant second to say At Spurs, it seems like he's accelerated a little bit. Yeah. And I think the problem with Jose is, the siege mentality can work if it's you all against the world. Fergie had a siege mentality, but it wasn't Fergie against his players. It was United against everyone. And it, the players buy into that, and it's like, everyone hates us, but we don't care, and we're going to get on with it. But Jose seems to start these sort of arguments with... The world and it's like even mm. falling out of his players. He was throwing on Don under the bus a little he bit. He never used to do that. That back was in the day. really and weird, it, and it's weird. And then you look at that game and you think, Don wasn't great, but he wasn't the worst player on the pitch. And he, I don't know, maybe it's, it's his psychological way. Like he did with Luke Shaw. But this is th- a player that needs to kick up the backside. This is how I'm going to do it. But it, the opposites don't look great. It just looks like bullying. And it's just, if you're a bit on the fence with Jose and you're a Spurs fan anyway, you can look at it and think, I don't, I don't need this guy in mm. the
3: club when he's not even getting the results that I want. That and Don thing looks really bad as a one-off incident Yeah. but Mourinho would stuck up for him and refused to throw him under the bus after the Wolves game where there was that clip doing the rounds where he just well I think Wolves were counter-attacking and he just walked back and was getting battered by Spurs fans on Twitter and he was asked about it and he just refused to have a go at him so you, w- I wonder whether that sort of thing is just kind of in the back of his mind he's seen Andombe, Ndombele play really really badly in the first half
4: he's given him a chance
2: he's yeah. defended
3: him yeah, once yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's
4: a good point I think the thing is with Jose, it's sad because there is a lot to like about him. People forget that, you know, his, his achievements at Porto when he came into English football. I mean, I'm from, I mean, United fan, was they did, you know, there was that even when he came back to United, well, came mm-hmm. back. So when he came to United mm-hmm. for a while, it was exciting. It was like it was, you know, Jose I was in some really of them yeah. press conferences. It, was, it could be, it could be quite funny and quite sort of personable, but he has this edge to him that seems to have just been growing and growing and he's Mourinho high words. fives
2: a bull journalist on his way out is that the one you yes that? that's my claim to <laughs> fame right? that's my Twitter
4: bio Jay's had a high five from Mourinho yeah. if you're, if you're well, not sure I was sure panicking when he stood over me when I looked up I thought he was going to slap me or something <laughs> um, but yeah but there is that though but there is that element of him yeah you know he can be our, right, you know, the special one and all that sort of fun stuff but it just seems to get shorter and shorter the amount of time it takes for him to fall out of everyone and now it's become months rather than years. What's interesting is you
2: mentioned when he first came in from Porto, when I was growing up watching football, that was what I've, I distinctly and fondly remember to an extent is him coming into Chelsea and, you know, he says, I am the special one. You think, who is this guy? Who is this guy? And he's coming in and he hit the ground running and he he, swe- he swept up everything, scooped up everything. But that kind of defending his players thing, you never heard him throw players under the bus. And then when he came back to Chelsea the second time, there was the fallout with the doctor, Eva yeah, Canero, yeah, and then was there bad. was a couple of moments where he did throw players under the bus. Then we saw the went, like went you mentioned the supporters, well. he's the, supporters, the sh- you're doomed as soon as you do that at any club. And then the sure thing about the his Luke weight thing, that came. Like,
4: and then
3: now we're seeing yeah. it with Don
2: Blake. We we never used small, to see that with Jose. Jones at United. Small as well. so yeah, what even Lukaku in the time. cup final.
4: Yeah. He fell out with him because he couldn't start the cup final.
2: I just I, there's I definitely know. been a change in him from in that 10, 15 year period for sure.
4: I don't know whether it feels. Whether footballers have become more powerful and got more sort of, you know, you look at the sort of Paul Pogba situation at United, where Paul Pogba almost had the upper hand in that argument, and you know, no matter what sort of the manager's always been the, had the final say and been the most important person at a club. Jose has had to adapt to that, where he's gone to Real Madrid and he's probably not the most important person. Gone back to Chelsea and he's found that he's he's not had the same authority that he had earlier goes to United and he sees Paul Pogba saying and mm. doing things and he, he has to sort of almost placate him in, in many ways and it must be frustrating for him and I don't think that he's ever got he's quite got to grips with it that the game has evolved and players have become more powerful sure. and he's still living in that sort of old school mindset of you do as you're told and if you don't I'm going to tell you off and sometimes you know you need to sort of adapt how you approach certain players you know Pep's the master of it mm. the way he gets the best out of his players Klopp it pains me to say it, has has been brilliant out here at, at, at Liverpool, but Jose's not been able to do it in the same manner as those two managers. I don't think that those two managers, tactically, I know Keys will disagree, are actually better than Jose Mourinho. I just think they're better at getting things out of players than he is now. Sure. And I, it's, it's sad to see you know, in I, many ways.
3: I spoke to Julian Nagelsmann at Leipzig for over the phone for about 45 minutes last week and he said something that was really, really interesting. He's like, football now is only 30% tactics. And it's seventy percent managing personalities. So, uh, and he's thirty-two. He's obviously a similar age to to the players. Closer he knows it, yeah. what makes them tick, and he knows the modern world. And he was saying, I want, "I'm probably, hopefully, retire in ten years' time because I don't, I basically don't want to get too old for the people that I'm managing because I won't understand them anymore." Where you kind of look at Mourinho and the modern world from a personality point of view, not a football point of view. Has kind of passed him by a little bit I suppose mm-hmm. He's, which is understandable
2: I mean they called him Mr Motivator when he
4: first came but in
2: his man management was what made him a, a cut above
4: the rest it was and it, if you look at those early years for Jose it was still at the the time when certain things you could get away with Fergie got away with murder Yeah, oh, he oh, wouldn't yeah. would, would have got away yeah. with it now yeah. As the way you could treat players certain things you could do kicking boots at players K- Yeah, heads. no but you know we <laughs> joke don't we but you know, he could get away with oh, those sort of things. I know it's different. He's he probably, solid, he'd
2: probably get a petition but, trying to sue him for assault yeah, if of course he did that he would. of course he would.
4: But well, Jose had that era, that time, where he could get away with certain things and now it's changed and evolved and like you're saying, you've got to be more of a man management person than just a tactician. Jose's sort of leading attribute for me has always been his tactics. I know he has got the best out of certain players as well, but tactically, he's been able to, you know, within her, he was able to stop that Rampant Barcelona team, and no one could do it, but he did. I mean, I look at that. I look at that. Real Madrid did it again. It was like, wow, this guy. You Mm. know, when he's on form, he's on form. Yeah, that Inter team.
2: I I look at it and I think I couldn't. Maybe give me another five years. I don't think I'd be able to tell you most of that team. Won't be able to remember who they are. It wasn't.
3: He he, he puts that down as his best achievement. It's yeah.
4: difficult to argue, and in Vinicius
2: hindsight, United. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to think back, some of the players, you kind of think, who was it? It was like that Cambiasso and, yeah. and Zanetti and Melito, It was and, older
4: by that point as well uh, up front. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. You know, but you couldn't rely on Balotelli. He was absolute lunatic in his <laughs> lunacy days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so he was that sort of useless. So it wasn't a vintage team where, he, and you look at how when Benitez went there, it just went completely off the boil, didn't it? And he yeah. ended up getting sacked. So you're right to say that is one of his greatest teams because you know the way he won that Champions League and the way he did it yeah. was fen- phenomenal. Yeah, And you, you look at that and that is peak Jose. Yeah, and that's yeah. a Jose I thought we were going to see or hope to see at yeah. Old Trafford. There's yeah. that, is that
3: video when he, when he left um, of him in tears with the players because everyone was so upset that he was leaving. I mean, can you imagine? They couldn't imagine, you imagine that now.
4: That now? <laughs> it sounded way as well. There like, were fireworks in remember? Manchester when Jose left Old Trafford. <laughs> oh, mate, you're not wrong. No, I, <laughs> um, but like at Chelsea, he had the like. The, there was that the players were all with him. Yeah. You know, the first time round, the the they all seemed to have each other's backs, and it was like a unit. And there was a sort of siege mentality element of no oh, billionaire Abramovich and we all hate Chelsea sort of thing. But he tapped into that and got them all together. Whereas now. You know, it's it's just arguing with the fans, arguing with the chairman, I, I think, arguing with the players. I think Jose needs to win a big, big
2: trophy to, to get that back. I think when he came into Chelsea, he just won the Champions League with Porto, and I think that kind of gave him some credit. And then he won the Premier League with Chelsea, and that gave him some credit going into his other jobs. He won everywhere, and then when he came back to Chelsea, it was he won the League One season, didn't he? And then he went to United, and it was never there. That respect was there.
1: Are Spurs out of the top four race, Adam, do you think? They're not out of it, but the... <laughs> they're not far away from being out of it but well, they're seven points off it now they, there's still time for them to get back into it because they play United next so if they beat United then they're well back in it but you say about Mourinho needing to win a big title I don't know how he's going to do that I suppose A, I don't think he'll get given the time at this point
2: Do you think with a fully fit Tottenham squad no. Kane, Son, the no rest way of them it. already they
1: are you, no you, way don't, you don't think
4: they can they can pull something off? But what? I don't know what... Maybe, like... It might be if, the a domestic this, trophy. Because yeah, Spurs haven't won anything since they, 2008. They could just
1: do with an FA Cup. Same, or same as Portland. They've just gone out <laughs> with the yeah. FA Cup to Norwich. And that might be the one way you're thinking, go and win the FA Cup, give the Spurs fans something. They've, they've gone out of that with a whimper on penalties against mm. Norwich. The 1-0 down to Leipzig, going into that second leg. The season could well be over in the next couple of weeks. If they go out to Leipzig and lose to United... The uh, they're kind of done and how much times is Mourinho really going to get at, at Spurs, especially after, don't forget, they got ri- I know that Poch wasn't doing that well at the end of his time at Spurs, but I reckon if you look back at it and you think, God, they got rid of Poch and now everyone kind of wants Poch. Yeah. We've got Mourinho and you kind of sat there. I oh. do
4: you think as well he's missing, is it Rui Farrier's not gone with him, has he? Yeah. Because mm. he was, he, a, a, a few people spoke to that sort of, Closer to Jose, not not knowing, but we've covered him up for for a few years and stuff like that. Say that Rui was a big influence and a big help to him. Um, and sort of very progressive time. Well, that was a major problem at United when he yeah. left. Yeah, it? yeah, that's when the wheels completely yeah. came off. Rui left, and then yeah. that was it. Then it was just.
2: I, I think there's an interesting comparison to be drawn between what Kesey said about Pochettino leaving after five years, and what Jack you were saying about speaking to Julian Nagelsmann about. You know, maybe now there isn't that room for longevity in football management anymore. Maybe the game has moved on to the point where is five years the upper limit of, of what a manager can achieve with a club? I've,
3: not just with a club, I think just generally as a career. I think they're all just sick of everything that comes with it. Yeah, it's a lot. So of like flags, They have to talk to us yeah. three times a week. None of them want to do it. No, no, the no, players no. are like impossible to handle. Like more, pro- more than half of them are just is like it, you wouldn't uh, want to manage them.
4: It's that thing as well, is it like, you know, do you necessarily want to build that legacy of being at a club for ten, fifteen years? Is that your, you know what I mean? Like
1: the stress must be yeah, outrageous Would would, would
4: say Jose want to be at Spurs for fifteen years? Probably not. Would, no. would, he just wants to would, win. Would Nuno isn't he? be want to be at Wolves for twenty years? No no, no. no, no. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you've got the old school managers like Fergie's obvious one, or even Moyes or whatever. Who are happy to stay at this club for the next twenty years and make them the biggest club ever. Where most managers want to come in, have some success, and then. Move on. It's ageing yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Look, look, at, look at Mourinho. He's diff, he looks totally different to how he did five years ago. And all he's done is managed a couple of clubs, but the stress that they're under must be insane, the, these managers at the top level. Yeah. You even see it with Solskjaer. He looks about 10 years older, and he's only been in the job mm. for two years. Well, even years. like,
4: look at, you know, with Van Al. I he'd thought been you meant around. look at you. No, 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 no. No, sorry. sorry. To be honest, I mean, I see, that, I see. I see. that is very
3: close to the truth. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Journalists aren't far behind in terms of the stress. But um, no, with Van Al, he'd won the lot, been everywhere. And then, you know, again, I was at a press conference where he lost it and was like, he didn't mm. storm out, but he's you know said, the men's Pies were at the back, I'm off. Didn't do his press conference because the pressure was getting to him. Because, you know, the, the pressure is unreal. And it's probably more intense than it's ever been because in the past, you could have a little bit of leeway. You'd have a little bit of room for manoeuvre, where you could have some failure. You know, we have had, we've had managers take take us down at Manchester United and keep the job. Whereas now, you lose three games on the trot, pressure's on. doesn't yeah. matter who you are,
2: one hundred percent totally and agree with that.
3: Co- the short careers as well. Uh, people probably only want to do it for ten, fifteen years because they're earning such massive mm. money. Mm. Mm. That wasn't the case twenty years ago, was it? No. When you have people managers at clubs for five or more years.
2: Anyway, let's continue our chat about the rest of the games that happened in the Premier League this weekend. Southampton nil, Newcastle United 1. That was the scoreline, but Newcastle could have won this game by four or five goals. They had 63% possession, which is probably the most they've had all season. I think in Europe's top five leagues, Newcastle have one of the worst possession statistics across all five divisions of the top five leagues of European football so for them to get 63% is is pretty good going Um, Southampton a lot of people have said with the form of Danny Ings who's kind of tailed off a little bit recently they kind of fired themselves to safety Keezy you're not 100% that Saints are safe this season
1: not yet we all said they had that run of form where they, they won so many games they had Ings scoring every week they're struggling a little bit for goals since minute. he
2: stopped scoring, Van
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. well, we said this, I think it was last week on, on the pod, that they're lucky that they've had him score the goals that he has. He's almost got them to the level where they probably need a win or two out of the last 10, 10 games to stay up. But they're not they're not totally safe. Newcastle needed to win this game more than Southampton, I think, just to, to get themselves well out of that horrible mess that is the bottom of the table. Mm. I think Newcastle will be fine now. They had... One of those performances I think they've needed. Obviously, Gineppo got sent off for uh, for Southampton quite early. And St. Maximan, he looks a, a very talented player. A um, box of
3: tricks, they would he say. Is, he is a
1: box of tricks. I've never, never had one of those before. Yeah. Hey. He's very interesting and I really like him. He's brought a little bit of personality to a team, um, to a Newcastle team that was totally void of anything. That, I mean,
2: he's become a fan favourite yeah, in because, three quarters
1: of a season. Because he's actually given them something to enjoy. The only bit of excitement he's, they've he's got in He's trying to do team, a bit yeah. of skill. He's His shots from outside the box are great. He looks like a really good player. And like I say, that team had zero personality. None. They had Shelby in midfield, Almeron who couldn't score if you gave him 10 open nets. And now they've got this player who he's exciting. He's he's got... A really infectious personality as well. He's good on social
2: media. He's good with the fans. Wears,
1: exactly. a, Gu- wears a Gucci headband.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he's you know, he's good got over. He's just got
1: something that he's given the Newcastle fans something to enjoy. Yeah, I and it, and it's paying off.
2: Yeah, I agree. Where,
1: whether he stays, I, I don't know.
2: What I want to ask is about Dwight Gale, who missed a host of chances. Is he destined for a career in the Championship? Is he ever going to make it as a Premier League striker, Dwight Gale? He, he's, he's, he's to me,
4: he seems like he's in between, doesn't he? But there's there's like, no. He's, yeah. he's, he's, He's very good in the championship, and you think, oh, you could do it in the Premier League, but he can't. He What's missed the... so many if they were easy chances. I, d- well.
1: I don't know what the issue with that is. He he can go make a career that he he basically has done, made a career out of being the best striker in the championship. Yeah. I don't think there's any issue with that. But he the... he just doesn't seem to be able to do it in the prem, and that's it's sometimes more of a just, shame than anything. Yeah, it just else. sometimes happens. I
3: think the problem Newcastle have got is he he's actually the only one that gets into those positions. Yeah, yeah. And you're not seeing Joe Linton rock yeah. up in. In those sort of areas.
1: He's getting away with it now, Joe Linton, because players around him are actually scoring. We said on the pod earlier this season. All defenders. They've, they've signed him, yeah. All defenders are scoring. And they've signed Joe Linton for stupid money. And four, he five, he yeah. scored like four he goals. Just,
4: I know I say this every time on the podcast. I've never understood that signing. No.
1: There's <laughs> it was, it was just nothing there it was one Hoffenheim of Hoffenheim
4: where you thought this guy's going to tear goals, it
1: up in the Premier League. Seven it, goals for Hoffenheim. Yeah, in 20-odd games. It was games. one of those where they went, like, look, what, really? look, we spend money. Look, there's a bit of money yeah. that we've
3: spent, yeah. but Benitez, refu- Benitez refused to sign him last January. Yeah. That's uh,
1: you know. I'm I'm quite happy with Steve Bruce, and I say that yeah. from a very strange point of view. But I love Steve Bruce. He's very de- divisive to the fans. There's obviously a lot that aren't happy with the way he's playing football. But like you said, they absolutely battered Southampton. Alex McCarthy basically won man of the match for Southampton because he saved he the, the penalty, the, as the well. triple save that he makes from was it Matt Ritchie, where it like okay. any other keeper, the first one's going in, the second one's going in, and then the third one, but
3: the third one was the best one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bad. it was
1: it was class. So Almoron was the third one, wasn't it? Trying to poke it in. The the okay. finally, Newcastle are finally finding goals from further up the pitch, Max St. Maximan. Almoron's got a couple recently, got a few in the FA Cup. So I think the fine, they went a place above Southampton, which we wouldn't have said three weeks ago, with a run Southampton are on. Southampton just need a win, just to get themselves back on track. Like you say, okay. no win in five or six. One win, and they should be okay. There's, there's teams down there in a lot more trouble.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's between six now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Those two, I think, are out of it. Mm. I just mean, Southampton, just. West Ham are
2: firmly in it, though. Bye. Um, You say bye with bye. pretty much conviction there, Keezy. Uh, I don't know. I the mean, state the, the, of their running. It's the running, isn't it? That's the thing with West Ham. Their running is atrocious. Oh, my
1: God. They're, this is the thing. Newcastle have found a way to win recently. But, oh, God. If you're a West Ham fan now, you're starting to panic because the running they've got, and someone's going to tell me the running, I imagine, um, the running they've got is actually quite scary. Oh. They've they've just played Arsenal in a game that they weren't expected to win. They've got Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea, Newcastle away, and then they've got the run that will make or break the season. That's the thing, it's those four games, isn't it? Yeah, they've got Burnley, Norwich, Watford, and the last game of the season is Aston Villa. But they're going to need wins before those games, and... You can't see them picking much up against Wolves, Spurs and Chelsea. I've said this on the podcast two or three times in the last month. Um, that the
2: frustration levels that I have with David Moyes, I'm not a West Ham fan, yeah. but the frustration levels I have with him for not Jared playing Bowen. Jared Bowen against Manchester City and against Liverpool. It, almost as if he was arrogantly throwing those two games on the scrap heap and saying, you know, we're not going to win those two games. <laughs> Some people might call it sensibility. I call it arrogance because I think this is a Premier even League
4: even said it's, that It's not even arrogance, it's just stupidity. It. I mean, this is the guy that saw that attitude into United. 20 million signing.
2: Going into signing. Liverpool and
4: City game saying we're not going to win.
2: Your brand new 20 million signing or 16 million or whatever he cost. And we've seen what he can do. We saw it in the first five minutes of this game against Arsenal. Which, scored, by, which, which by the way, Arsenal won 1-0. He picked oh, yeah. up the ball. He was 25 yards out, cracked a shot and hit the post. Okay, so that might have gone in, but we've seen him do that for whole, the last three
1: seasons in the championship. I think
3: he'll end up keeping them up, Bowen. Wow. Really? Yeah. Well, well, I think that's he's got, that would be
1: insane, like an insane I think thing he's got those count. sort of moments in yeah. him
3: that will win games for them. Think I, he's I, the best I, player. I kind of disagree with Adam a little bit in that Fine. there's enough, <laughs> sorry, oh, there's an, there are enough opportunities to yeah, win games yeah. in that running um, against teams the, in and around them and they have got they have got enough quality. The only
1: thing that worries me for them is if they get zero points out of the next three, if if they don't get a point from Wolves, Spurs and Chelsea, you would imagine teams around them will have picked something up. Well, Aston Villa have got games in hand, but if you look Two at in hand.
2: Aston Villa's running is pretty poor as well, yeah. but their last three games of the season are very interesting.
1: I think Villa and West Ham play each other on the final day of the season, which could be huge. You know, Norwich are one win away at the minute from making that bottom six, basically interchangeable. They're only, what, four points off off 19th now? They've, they've kind of dragged themselves back into a bit a bit of a, a miracle scenario where they could, but there's games now at the end of the season where the league's the the title's gone. Liverpool have won it. The top four race will go on. I think in the fourth, fifth, and sixth position. But the end of the season is going to be pretty exciting down the bottom. I think.
3: No, I think Norwich probably got to win five of their last nine. Yes. Yeah.
1: which they won't.
2: I think what, I mean, sure.
3: what teams I would, have, though, haven't they? Yeah, I would it? be
1: stunned. And, and it would be. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> no. No, he <they> won't. <laughs> <laughs> he won't. won't. I was just what about the, to where's say the, the that, romance.
4: The, the, you, know, the, you know, they did that great result in the, against Spurs, and maybe the, they can build. I know that was in the cup, but they can build on that sort The interesting one now I is how did Villa really come back
1: it. from the cup final? They haven't obviously made, haven't played yet.
4: Monday Monday night's massive.
1: Yeah, Villa, Leicester, both teams there. Leicester because need points. They've got two games in hand. Leicester
4: there, are having a bit of a stinker, aren't they? Mm. Um, and then Villa yeah. obviously did him in the cup.
2: But here's the cliche. You'd rather have the points in the bag, wouldn't you? Yeah. We? Well, Norwich games in hand.
1: How about this for Norwich's fixtures? So if you, if you put aside the, the Arsenal game, they've got Everton, Southampton, Brighton, Watford, West Ham, Burnley. They, they could get points there. So they could. I, I I slag <laughs> off the bottom 6 in the table more than anyone and often find them arrogant, safe, No, no, things, just football, often find well, them all about the top, off, often find them lacking ambition and all the rest of it but they're going to bring some excitement to what's been a pretty dull upwards Premier League season what about
2: Arsenal then has Arteta brought so, some excitement so, so talking of Arsenal? lacking ambition yeah I mean so a, they've won three in a row they've won three no, in a row they're, right, un, they? they're unbeaten in five they drew with uh, Chelsea and Burnley before the, the, the three match streak they've got obviously Manchester City on Wednesday evening in that swiftly rearranged fixture they're up to ninth they're a point behind Tottenham <laughs> They are five <sighs> points behind Manchester United here in fifth. Have they got a game in place. hand? they got a game in It's against. They do yeah. got a game in hand. Ooh. It's on Wednesday. against Stranger
4: City. things have happened. No, I shouldn't dismiss them. Um, I don't know.
2: Arteta's made them solid, has he not? Yeah. He's had, a got bit got of a, he's had a patchy one. Hasn't they've he?
4: stopped conceding but, as many goals. That's for sure. We all said, and I think we all agreed that he had a right mess on his hands when he got up, when he got into there because that club was just rotten from top to bottom, and it wasn't going to you know it wasn't a quick fix. And he's he, he has done well. There, he's done okay. I think he's done brilliantly, but he's done relatively well. I think the City game now again. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but that's another big one because yeah. if he wins that, he, know, he knows against what Pep's a about. team that <laughs> historically knows. Arsenal have struggled. He against. knows them. Yeah, he <laughs> knows them. That that get any sort of slight doubt some of the fans may have would be gone They're... because if, like you beat City, yeah, we know what we're mm-hmm. I mean. doing. You're looking at top four, thinking win with a shout. They've got it. a chance, you know.
1: Yeah, they've got a chance. They've I got. Mean, City Brighton Norwich Wolves and as you pointed out Keys earlier it's a game
4: perversely you can afford to lose.
1: Mm. It's not. Yeah because they've got
4: it's not the end of the world if you lose that Brighton, game.
1: Brighton, Norwich and Wolves after it obviously Wolves are Wolves are no easy fixture but stranger things have happened than Arsenal finding a way into that top 5. They'll Sarai. finish
2: in the European spots though surely will they? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, well I think so.
3: He's made he's made some big decisions as well hasn't he? Like Saka is Been really awesome. growing into awesome. the Great. role um they're going to get Tierney back soon, maybe next week. Which should be a Decent big play. thing. He's giving Encati a proper run as well. I'm still not convinced. He's by a goal. Him. He is a goal scorer though.
2: Yeah, I, I watched him at Fratton Park. Obviously, being a Portsmouth fan, I watched the FA Cup match um, at Fratton Park, uh, and he did score a goal. But it was a very scrappy goal, and I know you can't turn your nose up at any type of goal. I just still think he's had some chances where you think. He's looked a little bit nervous in front of goal, and I just think natural goal scorers don't have that. I mean, look, you look at Greenwood at United, who's a similar age. He doesn't look nervous at all. I thought there was a couple of moments where Inquietti had the ball. Was it a game a few weeks ago where he, he had a plenty of chances and hit the crossbar once uh, and missed a couple of opportunities? It was a Premier League game, I'm sure it was. And I just, I just thought, you know, you're not the, you're not as ice cold as you should be. It will come, I'm sure, with time. It will come. Um, but I just feel that if you're comparing him to someone who you know, like Greenwood, for example, Greenwood maybe Greenwood's a unique talent. I'm not sure, but he he, so. he didn't feel as as composed in front of goal. Maybe
3: he's, and Ketty is keeping Greenwood out of the 21s starting lineup. Mad, the, oh, like amazing. the the FA like mm. think he's think he's the real deal and he's gonna have a.
2: I don't I'd happily be proved wrong. I'm, I'm kind of I'm
3: manager. on the fence with him a little bit. I've watched him quite a lot for England. Um, I'm not really sure which way it's going to go yet. But the initial point was that Arteta is making some bold calls early mm, on, mm. and that can only be a positive thing.
4: They needed a bit of that, didn't they? They needed someone who's going someone to come on, yeah, who's going to not have the sort of lunatics running the asylum, just because make, just and just should... make
1: them a little bit harder to beat. Yeah. He says Let the right
4: move.
2: things. I think Arteta in his
4: press conferences, yeah. is and there. he's not, he's not, you know, he's not scared of dropping the vice, vice, vice captain. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a little bit nervous about the City Arsenal game. I know that City will come back from the the derby. Just kind of wet defeat, mm. but I don't. I know that Arteta knows Pep, and he knows the team. And the only worry doesn't in, always matter that though, no, mate. Jose but, knows United, no, and we still beat. But the him. only the only thing in the back of my head is thinking: I hope Pep doesn't think. All right, I'm going to have to make Pef some. Pep almost mad... triple bluffs himself. Yeah, going to make some mean, yeah. mad decision here. Yeah. That's the only thing in the back of my head.
2: He, he, he overthinks, I think there's a, there is a danger of that. Mm. Anyway, Arsenal won, West Ham United nil a late Alexandra Lacazette goal, enough to get the victory at the Emirates for Arsenal. West Ham. Again, in dire trouble, along with uh, a lot of the other teams down there at the bottom end of the Premier League table. One of which is Watford, who lost to Crystal Palace, a big win for Crystal Palace, uh, only by a goal to nil. But in terms of the context of the points, they needed them just as much as Watford did, I felt, because there was a few question marks as to whether they might start a slide. Roy Hodgson signed a new contract for a year on Friday, um, so he'll be at the club for another season at least. Uh, Watford, this this will be one of those games after beating Liverpool that they felt they could have gone into and picked up points out of. And they haven't done that. I mean, is it the classic case of and I'll get the cliche bell ready or it's no point of beating Liverpool if you can't go and win your next game against Palace. There's no point, is there? Three um, points are three points. It doesn't matter yeah. who you get them against.
1: I mean, the important thing is they got three points from those two games, which they would have wanted anyway. I think going into those two games that I thought three points out of these two games will be enough, but they'll be disappointed to lose to Palace who don't score goals.
2: Is are you becoming as important for Palace this season as almost as Zaha did to them last year because without him, I don't yeah. think they would have barely any goals this well, that's season.
3: Well, really. that's four points he's earned them in the last two weeks. Yeah, He's been massive for them. Yeah, they, I was think, like saying about Bowen before, that like Palace really wanted Bowen in January. They, they, I think they da- would have looked dangerous if they'd signed him. They would have
1: mm. had a bit of balance to, yeah. to Zaha on the other wing as well. Uh, Watford have got enough games to get themselves out, I think. They've got Burnley, Southampton, Norwich, Newcastle, West Ham coming up they, they need to win a few of them though because they're, they're you've got also... less than
2: next though that's their next game uh,
1: next Saturday Watford, they yeah. off, you've got yeah. less of them than Burnley so they're, they're in a bit of trouble <laughs> everyone is they're it's in impossible it's weird
4: isn't it because you get these like you say Watford have done that thing they've done it a few times this season where they've got a result they've got one against us um and then they're not built on it, you've got to get one of your scouts. You don't build on it and it's they yeah, look like they've got enough
1: very quality, stop start, right. I think.
2: Yeah, and then if we if we move on to Wolves nil, Brighton, nil very quickly, obviously okay. the game finishing goal is Brighton getting a point. I mean, Brighton have only lost one of their last five games, but the other four can't have been win. draws. They can't seem to find a way to win. I mean the thing we, is that we they're attractive week, to watch, but they are they picking up the results that you need down we,
1: there. We said last week in the preview show before the Brighton Palace game, every Brighton game you you're almost back in a nil nil. Yeah. And this is the same again. The it's a great point to get to get a point away at Wolves, as City can prove, is very, very difficult. Great point, but they really need wins. And yeah. I, I don't know where they're coming from. The the goals have dried up. Mopay had a great start to the season. Murray's They look at, well they at look like,
4: whenever I've seen them was all like they haven't got any ideas. They're very nice going forward. It's it's yeah, nice, nice. football and intricate and but then in that final third, when you need someone, you know, You've got people like Moy shooting from twenty-five yards into a crowd. <laughs> we said, we said it last week; they've, they've um, not got goals. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, what, what are you doing? But so I, I, I would be worried if I was a Brighton fan. I think we, oddly enough, I think if he can stay up, I think Potter can build. I think he can, and I think he's obviously coming with a completely different philosophy from Chris Hewitt. And well, that's why they to, sacked him. They, yeah. they were sick of finishing sixteenth, <clears> fifteenth. It's just this season getting through this season because if he doesn't keep them up, then they're in all sorts. Of trouble. I
2: did see one Brighton fan say that he wants to see the, the back of Potter. Entirely at the end of the season, which I thought was a bit of a wild table. How
3: many many times have we seen that, though, over the years, where teams stay up and then they want to...
2: Change again. Yeah, Mm. they
3: want to kind of... Stoke. Go up the league. Stoke when they said, oh, Poulis, we're not having this
4: rubbish football. We want to... So we'll get Marquis in or whatever. (laughs) 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 Like-for-like
2: change, as they say. Final game we're going to talk about. Sheffield United won Norwich City nil. Another loss for Norwich. You remain on the foot of the Premier League table on 21 points. Six points adrift of safety at the very, very least. That's not taking goal difference into account. Sheffield United, though, continuing their march for European football. Dean Henderson, that's all you need to know. He said recently, Dean Henderson, that it's his dream to play 300 games for Manchester United. Will that happen? He's got oh, to play I one so. first.
4: I Yeah, good point. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I'm going to get pellets for this, but I'll say it anyway. I wouldn't be that disappointed if Dean Henderson was Manchester United's number one next season. Disappointed? I wouldn't be disappointed. I'll be honest with you. I think David De Gea... Has been you're basically saying at best. You're basically for the saying past I wouldn't year. be asked if De Gea left. Is no, I wouldn't it? I wouldn't, honestly.
2: Rather than disappointed that Dean yeah. Henderson's number one, I was, I was trying to be polite <laughs> because, because people this oh, can shoot clip it, and no. clip it
4: up. They well, go, you? if you forget that David De was our Player of the Year four years out of five. Yeah, there's a
3: reason for that. Yeah, yeah.
4: exactly. Um <laughs> so had to do all the Dean same. Henderson can't do much more than what he's doing. He's Apart being outstanding. from not throw the
1: ball in against. Don't
4: start about the Scousers. Yeah, we know that one. But he's been outstanding for 99% yeah, of the
1: time. He you No, he really is. Um, really
4: and at a time when United's goalkeeper hasn't. So Still sec-
1: second best defensive record in the Prem.
2: I had a little go at the Blades earlier this week by saying... How dare you? They need to take the FA Cup extra seriously whilst they're in such a good position in terms of their quality at this moment in time. Why not try, and go, why not try and go for the FA Cup? And they've got Arsenal at Bramwell Lane yeah. in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And uh, a couple of Blades fans got back to me and said... Trust me, Chris Wilder will take the FA Cup seriously. Now, is this this is quite a, kind of an interesting debate to be had, I think. Do Sheffield United fans, do you think they would rather get to the FA Cup final and have a shot at a domestic trophy, which is probably, in all reality, one of the only times they're probably going to get a chance to do it in terms of the quality of their squad and how they're playing right now? Or do they go for European football? Well, you get European football you, if you win the FA Cup. So surely you, you put Definitely your own in the, the FA Cup. Definitely the I
3: mean, you're the best man to answer this anyway.
2: Oh, so people say to me, would you sacrifice winning the 2008 FA Cup to be back in the championship, no. blah, blah, blah. No, never. Because that no. was one of the best days of my life. And you know what? Portsmouth weren't meant to win the FA Cup. We, Cristiano Ronaldo had about 15 chances. Yeah, don't get me Glenn Johnson that. cleared Stop the ball off the, the line.
1: Rio Ferdinand had to go in goal as well. well it would almost round off Sheffield United season, get into a cup final.
3: Yeah, um, if, if they were if they were to get to the cup final, I don't think it it's it's what, what happens. When nobody, yeah, that cup final, no, <laughs> no, no, nobody, got to no, yeah, do a lot for If you lose to a team
0: like
2: City or whatever, they're already they're in Europe through merit of losing to City because City will
1: have already qualified. Yeah, they, so. they are, I suppose. They if they got to a cup final, nobody would want to play them. I don't think the way that Wilder can get them up for a game is it's like just almost scary at times.
2: He says. Chris Wilder that he is going to go full tilt to use his words for both the league. Of course and the they will. LFA they've
1: Cup. got nothing why wouldn't they? There's there's ten games left at the Prem. They've they've got enough, I think, to to try and secure that seventh spot. And then just have, have a run. Like you can beat Arsenal in an FA Cup quarter. Like, of course they can.
2: I
4: think they can. So,
3: well, yeah, particularly as they battered them in the league game. Yeah. Brown,
1: and then you're it? at Wembley. So
3: But
4: if they were at Wembley against us, they couldn't play Dean Anderson, could they? No. All right. Yeah, I'd have him in a cup fan <laughs> all day long. You're tight. Saying <laughs> that, their reserve keeper probably have the game of his life and the hair would drop a clanger. But there we go. So Sheffield
2: United, do you think they do have enough? You said you have enough. You think they have enough to get seventh? Yes. I've yeah. said on the podcast quite vocally. I don't think they'll finish top six or top seven. I think eighth is is the best they can hope for. Which
1: might be enough if City do. Yeah, which,
2: which might be enough if City do uh, do get you know the, the the ruling that they don't want from UEFA. Um, but anyway, that's it. We've reached the end of the podcast. So let's have a quick rundown of the Premier League table as we always do. Liverpool. 25 points in the lead at the top of the table in first position 82 <laughs> points of that. Manchester City in second on 57 of course they do have a game on Wednesday against the Arsenal Leicester in third Chelsea in fourth on 48 points Manchester United with their win in the Manchester derby means they're 3 points behind Chelsea in fifth Wolves on 43 and Sheffield United on 43 and sixth and seventh respectively Tottenham dropped to eighth on 41 Arsenal ninth with 40 which means they're safe from relegation for another season Burnley Crystal Palace, Everton, Newcastle, Southampton and Brighton comprise the rest of the table down to 15th, hovering above the relegation zone on the same amount of points as Bournemouth who are 18th, we have West Ham and Watford and then it is the Cherries in the relegation zone and also in the bottom three, Aston Villa on 25 points but they do have two games in hand including a big one against Leicester on Monday And propping up the table in 20th is Norwich City, perhaps a little bit too much for them to do. But you never know, as Kesey says. This has been Football Social Daily. Thank you very much, Adam. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jack. Thanks thanks for you for downloading the podcast. Uh, Really appreciate it as always. Don't forget to leave us a review if you enjoy what you hear. Five stars would be very, very nice. And uh, you might even get a shout out on one of the shows throughout the course of the week if you do that. Make sure you follow us on social media at The Sports Social. But that's it for now and we'll catch up with you again soon.
0: Football Social Daily with German Doner Slow-cooked, succulent meats, toasted breads, fresh-cut salads and our signature sauces.